So Jacob, if you were to go into your wardrobe right now, what would you say the majority of your shirts are? I think it's a 50-50 split between uh, Hawaiian shirts and superyaki.com shirts. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, minus the Hawaiian shirts, I'd say, yeah, it's probably about, for me, 60, 50, 60% of uh, Super Yaki. Not to, you know, throw it out there at everyone, but uh, this show is brought to you by Super Yaki. Uh, let's watch more movies. Honestly, Jacob, I just think they're neat, and I think we should all watch more movies. And we should also head over to superyaki.com and check out their lovely lovely selection of Mads Mikkelsen uh, t-shirts. Ooh. Uh, their Scream t-shirts. Ah. Uh, there is a, uh, a video up on uh, their website now uh, from the Kelly Clarkson show of Judy Greer with her Judy Greer should have been the lead t-shirt. Oh, uh, so thank you, Kelly, for uh, posting that video. Uh, a lot of people are uh, catching on the Super Yaki train, and I couldn't be more happy because... I've been a uh, a loving customer of theirs uh, since they were uh, just a little shop uh, with just a few items, and uh, it's it's great to see our friends over there grow. Uh, but Jacob, you know what's even better? What is better? That when you place your order over at superyaki.com, that's S U P E R Y A K I dot com uh and use the discount code supermonster you will get 10 percent off your order so uh don't pay for shipping because that's what you're going to get covered and it's going to be pretty rad because they have some really radical stuff that's fantastic let's all watch more movies i just think they're neat Good evening, and welcome back to Monsters Never Die, Talk Film Society's spooky podcast where Jacob and I discuss classic monsters, human or otherwise, as well as their sequels, remakes, and ripoffs. I'm one of your co-hosts, Matt Curione, editor-at-large over at Talk Film Society, and with me as always is... That's my my dinosaur noise. It's I'm a, Jacob DeNoble. It's a Jacobsaurus! He escaped from his pen! <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm I'm fine. I, I'm nice and feathered. I'm rubbing my little arms together like in that Twitter video that keeps going around from that dinosaur show. Oh my god, you're talking about that video with the little arms? Yeah. <laughs> there should be more dinosaur videos on our social media just in general. Uh, you know I think the world would be a happier place. I agree. Uh, because ever since I was a kid, I liked dinosaurs. Uh, just like every other small child loves dinosaurs. So what are we talking about this week, Jacob? Well, tonight we're talking about the um, the biggest of the dinosaur franchises. Sorry, Carnosaur. Uh, we're talking about Jurassic Park. Yeah. And it's many sequels. Yes, there are five sequels altogether. Uh, many different uh, offshoots and adaptations. And they're all based basically on uh, one novel. And we're going to talk about all of them. And it's, I think it'll be a pretty good time. Uh, we're going to do a classic Siskel and Ebert dynamic here, I believe. 
where uh, <laughs> where we're not going to agree all the time, but in the end, we still hate each other. I'm just kidding. I love you, Jacob. <laughs> I actually have a framed photo of Siskel and Ebert staring down at me as we record this. <laughs> to be honest, I'm quite jealous. <laughs> it was great. I, Matt, I'll, I'll send you one. I paid for the license so that I could legally get this uh, printed any size I want. That's so amazing. I, Please do. I paid the, like, 35 bucks for the Getty license for it. There you go. And as long as it's printed on paper, you can count it towards my first wedding anniversary, which just happened. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, A whole year of being married. Not much has changed. Speaking of, I also just got engaged. Ah! Since the last time we spoke to listeners. So that's my big news for the month. Wife guy in training. Wife guy in training. (laughs) You know what? It's a good. It's a good life. It's. I'm so excited. You should be. It's. Uh, you guys are great together. I love you too. Oh, thanks. Aw, welcome to the. We're not a spooky podcast. We're a sappy podcast now. <laughs> so, Jacob, we're around the same age, right? Uh, <laughs> sure. Right? right. You're about five years younger. Yeah, about. Yeah, about that. Uh, I'll be. I'll be 33 in next week. Five years apart. Yes. Okay. Um, what was your first experience with uh, the big JP, Jurassic Park? Ah, I'm the big JD, Jacob DeNoble. <laughs> you are tall. <laughs> um, so I did, I was four, I guess, and um, I did see Jurassic Park theatrically. Um, my mom had taken my sister to see it and did not take me because she respected not taking children to violent movies at the <laughs> time. Um, and because my sister was a big dinosaur fan and apparently they're watching the movie it's the t-rex attack and my sister is just like bone deep terrified you know very intense very scary am i your sister (laughs) halfway through the t-rex attack the power goes off in the uh movie theater and the entire building goes dark And, so wait, real, uh, real quick, the power goes out. Is it something with the universe where, like, if the power goes out while you're in a movie, it's always at, like, the perfect moment? You know, you say that, and the exact same thing happened when I saw Moonfall. It cut okay. out right as they flew Moonfall. into outer space to go to the moon. Okay, because the power went out years ago when I went to go see There Will Be Blood with my mom. Mm. There's a, uh oil derrick explosion. And right when the oil derrick explodes, the power went out. And what? And of course, me, you know, being like the film nerd, I'm like, oh, that's an interesting artistic choice by Phil uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> uh, and not realizing that, you know, the, the emergency lights had popped on or, or anything. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, he's that's an interesting thing for him to try. Nope, the power went out. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, so my mom and sister saw it, and then uh, maybe a couple of months later, um, my dad would always go to the Dollar Theater that got like second run yeah. movies. You know, after after the prints had gone around oh, yeah. and were a little beaten up, um, we would go and pay a dollar, dollar to see something. So he brought me to the uh, Dollar Theater to see Jurassic Park at the tender age of four, and I I know I fell asleep during it. I think I slept through the T Rex attack, but wow. I enjoyed it. I had a great time. <laughs> Um, how about you? I'm, I'm sure you were of probably a little more of an I age was, to uh, actually appreciate it. I was eight years old, uh, obsessed with dinosaurs, as an eight-year-old is, and went to go see it with my dad and my brother. 
My brother was about probably five at the time. And I got to the T-Rex scene. And much like your sister, terrified. (laughs) Absolutely terrified terrified i was screaming uh my dad had to like stop me from running away uh because you know he he enjoyed the movie he was watching Mm -hmm. he was having a good time he's like please stop i'm trying to watch this movie (laughs) he's like he's like i get it you've seen scarier things at home it's fine because i mean by that age you know i had seen you know aliens and predator (laughs) 2 and uh Terminator 2. Like, I had seen frightening things for an eight-year-old at that time. But I had never seen dinosaurs on screen that looked this real. And uh, I'm I'm sure we'll get to, you know, the visual effects uh, in the first movie uh, when we, you know, discuss it in full. But uh, this was a movie that I absolutely loved. I actually, at that age, I attempted to read it. Uh, but you know it was way <laughs> too dense for me. Uh, yeah. So what my uh, parents did, they took me to the library, and I got the book on tape, oh, which was that's nice. which was read by John Hurd, the dad from Home Alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I recently looked it up, and it's on YouTube in its entirety because that version's out of print, and. It's just as cool as I remember. Kind of like a couple years later, I got the audiobook for Sphere, and it was mm. and it was narrated by Ed Asner. Now that's cool. Which is also in its entirety on YouTube and phenomenal. Cannot recommend that enough. He really brought that book to life. <laughs> uh, Does uh, John Hurd do all of the dinosaur noises? No, he doesn't. No, 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 no. Uh, but no, it's it's really uh, it was a great book. Uh, from listening to it at least uh, it led to uh, Michael Crichton being a, one of the first authors that I was really into uh, when I was younger in like you know middle school and everything uh, but we'll get to that in a little bit but yeah that's the first time I experienced uh, Jurassic Park and was scared out of my mind <laughs> <laughs> I think I finally got around to reading Jurassic Park and the Lost World um, in 7th grade um, yep that's that that finally... middle school yep yep it's it's the perfect age for yeah. it, really. And I'm actually rereading the book right now. I started oh. I started it a couple days ago. I'm already like 150 pages in. Uh, great book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, really, really good. Really, really different from the movie. And uh, we'll get into that right now. So it's 1993, and Steven Spielberg wants to do one of his his twofers, where he puts out two great movies in a year. And guess what, Jacob? <laughs> And guess what, Jacob? He he succeeded. He pulled it off with this and Schindler's List. Uh, they're both masterpieces. Except, I, except if I'm being honest, one is a masterpiece that's endlessly rewatchable, and the other <laughs> is incredibly difficult to get through. I love the interview with Spielberg where he talks about the fact that he was filming Schindler's List while doing post-production on Jurassic Park. Yes. And he's just like... Every day he would come home from like this just like emotionally draining mm-hmm. shoot and then just be like, what the fuck am I even doing here with this, <laughs> this stupid little children's dinosaur picture? And you know what? <laughs> he made a great dinosaur movie. He, he did. Uh, you know, I think 
I think with distance, he's he's warmed back up to it. But I, I just I can't imagine the like just amount of shock that you would have to go through every day to approving your astounding you know, CG dinosaurs and then going back into the concentration camps. <laughs> Completely astounding, and I mean. Spielberg really does knock it out of the park here. He had a great crew with him. Obviously, you know, he has John Williams uh, doing the score. Uh, the great Dean Kundi is uh, the DP on this one. Mm-hmm. And he, oh boy, oh, he gets some great horror movie imagery uh, out of these dinosaurs. And I think, the honestly, as great as, as the, the story is and the effects, uh, it's the cast that I latch on to. Every time I watch this, I... Love this cast. It it perfectly cast. Perfectly cast. Uh, it it made me a. I'll watch Sam Neill in anything, Jacob. Yeah. I will watch that man in anything. Uh, same goes we'll for... We'll probably watch him later at uh, whenever we do some omens. Yes. Uh, I, I love Laura Dern, thanks to this movie. This was... Uh, oh, she's so good. This was my uh, introduction to her. I, I mean, this movie series uh, gave us uh, one of my favorite mini mini subgenres in in cinematic history which is Jeff Goldblum action star I <laughs> I love it I I this movie obviously was like I was a little kid introduced me to Richard Attenborough absolutely mm-hmm. I love him uh a, a, a very pretty much unknown at the time uh, Samuel Jackson uh yeah this this movie has a lot of great cast members, and everyone is really good in it. It's it's kind of crazy that you know Spielberg was able to pull that off, and that's not to mention the the revolutionary uh, dinosaur work here. You know, I think the kids are even good, which is oh, not I think they're true, I think they're terrific, and obviously, yeah. you know, as a little kid, that that gave you an attachment to the movie. Like I was scared with them. While the T Rex was attacking them, uh, I mean Lexi's Jello face is terrifying. Oh, oh, it's so good! Oh my goodness! But yeah, no, this movie is—it's uh, terrific. It was uh, adapted by uh, David Kep, I believe that's how it's pronounced. He did a great job. He did a great he is job. Such a clean, efficient writer. He is. He really is. He—he he, no muss, no fuss. Uh, he really he cuts down on uh, a lot of the technical stuff in the. Uh, in the book, I mean, I I was saying it, you know, the other day. Uh, I'm reading Jurassic Park and I'm learning a lot about DNA sequencing. It's uh, it's pretty fascinating. Uh, one of my friends actually the other day he had tweeted this. He said, "This country never recovered from losing Michael Crichton. We used to have novels about shooting cyborg gorillas in the face with machine guns, and when you got done, <laughs> and when you got done reading it, you knew how an MRI machine worked." <laughs> It's really, really good. I mean, and for a man who was eight feet tall, uh, he was a pretty good writer in his own, in his own right. And uh, yeah, no, this movie is it's damn good. It's just a classic uh, blockbuster entertainment, but it's it's a little more than that. I think it it's it 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 resonates. It holds up. Uh, a lot of visual effects from the nineties uh, they don't hold up, Jacob. Yeah, it's very few and far between. You have like this and whatever Cameron was doing. That that's <laughs> that's what holds up. Like these guys made deals with the devil, named Stan Winston, and <laughs> they got it to last forever. I, I I really think Winston is the the key to mm-hmm. why these hold up so well. Like if you watch that first Brontosaurus just in isolation, 
it's a little rough. It's which, a little rough, but it still looks great. Yeah, it's 1993. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. understandable. But like when you start combining that with like the practical, what are genuinely amazing animatronics, mm-hmm. um, you know, to build something of that scale that moves as naturally as these do is it's wild. genuinely impressive. I know it's Spielberg wild. talks about the thing that he was most taken with was the fact that after a movement, they don't have the trademark robotic, like judder jerk back into yeah. the opposite direction. They, they move just so swiftly and cleanly mm-hmm. and watching it this time. I was really taken by just how naturalistic the animatronics are because that's, you know, people talk about, Oh, practical effects are always better. And that's not really always true, but no. the work that they did here was, is just absolutely stunning. Yeah, the key is you need to be able to deftly mix practical and digital. And I think I think, I think that this movie does that exceedingly well. And I think the dinosaurs that have more texture to them end up looking better than the ones that are smoother. So yes, your yes. Velociraptors and your T-Rex, which is great because that's your main villain and yes. your, I don't know, main icon. Yep. are the ones that look absolutely the best because they have that like scaly texture. We love when you have we like, love Rexy, love Rexy. The, <laughs> the smoother dinos, they yes. can they can look a little weird just yeah. because you couldn't put that much detail on. Yeah. It it was interesting watching this too. I was thinking it's neat that there's dinosaurs in this movie that have absolutely no CG model. So like your yeah. venom's better. Oh, the Dilophosaurus, yes. Yeah, I'm I, I'm just gonna warn any dinosaur fan listeners. I'm gonna just butcher any I'm, information you know about dinosaurs. I'm going to attempt. I'm going to attempt to do my best to do these majestic creatures uh, what they deserve. Uh, the Dilophosaurus, great design, and, great oh, design, yeah. completely made up. <laughs> Okay, so I, I do have some questions about <laughs> Jurassic Park just as a functional park. Yes. Like, and T-Rex I might be able to answer to- this. Totally understand why you would put a T Rex in your dinosaur. Hell yeah, park. you would. He's, he's the dinosaur everyone knows. Why would you breed raptors? Prior to Jurassic Park coming out, nobody knew or cared about raptors. They're very dangerous. <laughs> like, why, if you're making 11 dinosaurs, is that one of them? Uh, and I then, have an answer. Yes? Uh, I actually just got to this part in the book uh, where Dr. Wu is like, yeah, we just, we breed whatever, and whatever grows out of the out of the egg, If then we just see what it is. We have no idea what we're cloning. Uh. We, have no, we have no idea how to tell what we're cloning. Uh, when they're like in the embryonic stage, uh, like in the egg, we have we have no clue. So it's just a crapshoot. Okay, I have another question. Like they they ask him, they're like, "How many species do you have?" He's like, 15, I think, maybe." <laughs> and they're like, and Malcolm's like, "You think?" <laughs> okay, this is good to know. All right, here's here's another question I have. Sure. So, I presumably they can tell when the mosquitoes are from depending on how far yes. they are in amber have they cloned any like mammals mosquitoes? or literally any other animals that a mosquito might have bitten because like dinosaurs weren't the only guys around hold on hold on uh 
So the reason, uh, have they cloned any mammals? Uh, it's actually a lot more difficult, apparently. According to Dr. Wu, uh, he says, actually, dinosaur DNA is somewhat easier to extract by this process than mammalian DNA. The reason is that mammalian uh, red cells have no nuclei and thus no DNA in their red cells. To clone a mammal, you must find a white hmm. cell, which is much rarer than red cells. But dinosaurs have nucleated red cells, as do modern birds. That's why. Bless you for thinking of everything. He is. uh, He was a huge nerd. He was a huge nerd who hated theme parks for some reason. He couldn't stand them. Couldn't stand them. They're evil things. But yeah, that's. I guess that's why. Yeah. All right. Great. Thank you. Thank you for. You learned something. uh, (laughs) Your ridiculous question. I I turn on the. What's that horrible YouTube series? The Cinema Sense thing so rarely in my mind. And it's nice to know that Here's the Michael thing. Crichton had beaten me to them. Here's the thing. I've never even searched for one of their videos because I know if I do, I'll get recommendations constantly. Yep. And my and my entire homepage on YouTube will be ruined. Back to back to the old Jurassic Park. What a what a great friggin' time. It's a thrill <laughs> ride. It's, I, I like that uh, Spielberg, I'm going to guess, picked Dean Cundey because he had experience combining live action and animation with yes. um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Probably that and also the horror element, I would guess. Yeah. That, that had and a lot to do with it. I I know people have kind of come more onto the side of um, Janusz Kaminski, who shoots the second one, but I love Cundey's work here. I love yes, me too. I love bright and I love the... There's a sense the theme there, park. There's a sense of wonder to it. Yeah, the way and, this film is shot, which there should be because it's the first time audiences are seeing this kind of thing. This movie more so than any other movie in the franchise captures that sense of wonder and takes time to have moments of grace. And that's something that I'm going to I'd I'm, I'd come back to again and again with all the sequels is that I want more scenes like the nighttime treetops with the brontosauruses. Where that was good. That beautiful sunset. The veggie source. Matte painting. And yeah. they're just there engaging with the animals. And it's just a lovely scene. It's probably my favorite scene in the movie. And there's just so rarely time for those outside of like the opening 20 minutes. The fact that this movie slows down and makes sure... Even after the T-Rex attack, even before the Velociraptor attack, it has we're going to take the time to reintroduce this idea. Yeah, it has its moments. And I mean, that's that's the hallmark of a, of a Spielberg movie. Like, he takes his time. He has character moments. And it's nice. It's, it's just, it's just, it's nice, Jacob. It's a hallmark of some Spielberg movies. This is true. So, we'll, we'll, we'll get to another one shortly. <laughs> yeah, some of them, he's just like, you know what? Let's do this. Um, but no, it's... a. It's a great movie. I honestly, all these years later, I think I still prefer the book. Mm, interesting. Um, just because I I love John Hammond as like a supervillain mm. in the book. Uh, another reason I love the book is, and we'll get to this because almost every other movie in the series <laughs> takes the rest of the book, <laughs> takes scenes that were not used in the first movie and uses them for their for their own good which mm-hmm. i think is a great idea keep mining yeah. that uh, it's there for a reason yeah keep doing it uh, i mean we'll get to it i mean that's why we have the my favorite scene in part three and uh yeah no this is it's uh it's a good end 
I, yeah. I, I it's Edinburgh. Is... He's well cast, but I, he he his vibe is just way too avuncular to be like evil. Yeah, I know, but I just I love how evil he is in the book. Oh, I, I agree. I, I, and I mean, honestly, I think he's written that evil in the movie. It's just that it's Attenborough. The yeah, actor like, just he, you can't help but be like, well, look at his little twinkle. Maybe well, it's I okay mean, that he stiffed Nedry on his bills and it's Santa, it's Santa Claus. He he can't be evil. Come on. Um, but yeah, uh, Ian Malcolm has a real, I love, everybody has a very distinct, iconic look. Like the fact that you can cosplay as these characters. Oh my God. Yeah. Is very impressive. Yeah. They're, they're iconic looks. I, I love, I noticed this time for the first time that, um, the little kid that Tim is cosplaying as Dr. Grant, essentially. Like he has the same mascot and the same color shirt. And I was like, oh, this is, that's a, that's a cute Spielbergian moment. Yeah. It's good. It's good. And, uh. Yeah, no, it's it's a great movie. It's one of my I favorites. Think, I watch it a lot, Jacob. I watch this every few months. <laughs> I think one of the unsung great ideas of this movie, because the production design in this movie is really great. It mm-hmm. really sells theme park, zoo. But I think the idea that they combined the design elements for the park and the movie is a brilliant call. Yeah. The fact that the marketing materials for the movie essentially show up in the in the movie as really smart. in park and it really just adds like a nice metatextual layer to everything. I had a I bunch of those uh, stuffed animals, Jacob. Ah. <laughs> I had a bunch of those. They were fun. I had that. I had all the action figures when I was a kid. I had the uh, visitor center playset, which mm-hmm. was like amazing and really hard to find. Like my mom's uh, years later was like, yeah, I had to look at like six different toy stores to get you that that christmas uh i hope you love it (laughs) so matt do you want a glimpse into the multiverse of madness of other possible director pairs that we almost got with this with different studios interesting yes so when the book was written um Crichton and Spielberg kind of had a gentleman's agreement, like, hey, I want to, Spielberg's like, I want to do this, and they <laughs> had agreed, but other studios came sniffing as soon as the book was published. Of course. And some of some of the combos are... The book was um, huge. <laughs> 20th Century Fox. Okay. Who was going to have Joe Dante directing. Interesting. Warner Brothers wanted Tim Burton. Oh. Hmm. And then uh, Gruber Peters with TriStar had Richard Donner in mind. Honestly, I could see that. I I could see versions of all of them. I, yeah. I know Tim Burton, he was trying to get his own dinosaur thing off the ground when yeah. that essentially got turned into Mars Attacks. Yes. Um, but, yeah. I, Interesting. I, I'd watch any of those. <laughs> I th- but Richard Donner, I think, is probably the one who would made would have made the movie closest to the one that actually that, got that, made. that got made yeah oh most definitely because he also had a, dante's would have been fucking wild because donner also had a lot of heart and yeah. uh that donner had a lot of heart he had a lot of love of special effects yeah yep and he, he, he was damn good uh yeah. but yeah no this movie it's great i watch it every few months it's an old I miss the it, go motion dinosaurs a little bit like I'm so glad that it's, you know, the world's introduction to CG, essentially. Yes. But, like, how great would it be if this was the grand finale of stop-motion monster movies? That would have been neat. And the test footage that you see of um, Phil Tippett's new go-motion process. World-renowned. impressive. World-renowned pervert Phil Tippett. (laughs) 
Matt is uh, a little angry with Phil Tippett after trying to watch Mad God earlier, just for <sighs> listeners. You're right. <laughs> Don't follow Matt on Letterboxd. You're right. Attempting <laughs> to watch it. 34 <laughs> minutes, Jacob. But, 34 um, minutes. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's when that's, I uh, tapped out. That's not bad. But um, for listeners who don't know, the go motion process is essentially stop motion. But Phil Tippett was always trying to work to get motion blur added to stop motion. Because yeah. he always thought that that was the giveaway that stopped stop motion from looking real. And so early versions were essentially just they would bang the camera as they hit the camera shutter. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> cause a little... Um, motion in there and you can see early versions of this process with um howard the duck the like the blur of the monster in that and then yeah. also um his work on coneheads yeah but for jurassic park he had built a new version where it was the um camera had a mechanism within it to jostle the camera in the same way for each frame that it was taking so yeah. that your motion blur would be consistent throughout the movement yes and it looks pretty cool. Uh, I mean, I, like I said, I'm glad we got what we got, but there is just a tiny part of me who is the stop motion fan who would have been like, man, it would be cool just to have one big final stop motion monster movie that's not Coneheads. <laughs> True. But this movie's great. You know, I, what, it is. What am I going to say? I don't want CG dinosaurs in Jurassic Park? No, I'm never going to say that. That would be foolish. Yeah. It would also be foolish uh, like to say you don't turned... like Jurassic Park. Like, who? Who? <laughs> Who are these people? I like that they turned Tippett's joke um, about his career into a line in the movie. Because um, when they showed him the CG test, he goes, oh, great, I'm out of a job. And then somebody's like, don't you mean extinct? Don't you mean extinct? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> That's great. Great delivery by uh, Mr. Goldblum. <laughs> uh, speaking of Mr. Goldblum, yes. he gets to take the lead in our next film, The Lost World. Jurassic Park. Jeff Goldblum, Funky action title. star. Jeff Goldblum, action star. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Uh, this was around the same time as um, Independence Day. So, like, he was in full swing action star. Yep. Uh, <laughs> fucking love it. Uh, this movie is markedly different from the book. Uh, <laughs> it has, like, maybe two similarities. but the book- They were being written concurrently. Yeah, the, I, book- yeah the book is its own thing. Uh, the Spielberg movie is this like dark, uh, bleak thing that that turns into a uh, a heap of fun. Uh, it has some of my favorite uh, scenes in the entire series. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love this movie. I mean, a lot of people aren't fans of it. I think it's terrific. I really like the cast. I think the cast is uh, fantastic in this movie. I think it's so funny that Vince Vaughn is cast to play Ian Malcolm to Ian Malcolm. Yes, yes. It's like, Uh, okay, you're going to be Jeff Goldblum, but Jeff Goldblum's already here. It's also incredibly funny. Uh, It's a a very funny movie. Uh, Like, you know, when they're looking for Julianne Moore and they're like, Sarah, Sarah Harding, and Malcolm's like, how many Sarah Hardings do you think there are on this island? That's a good line. (laughs) It's very good. This also has my favorite uh, smash cut uh, in Spielberg's career. Such a great moment. <laughs> uh, because this, yet again, using a scene from the original novel to open up your sequel to your first movie. Pretty smart stuff. 
I will say, I love how this movie goes darker and angrier. And both times Spielberg got to make a sequel, because it's really just this and Indiana Jones. Yeah. He decided to go way darker and angrier with the second mm-hmm. one. Yep. Um, but this but movie, like uh, this movie, uh, real quick, uh, 1997, obviously directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, like we said, comes back. Uh, Julianne Moore is in it. Uh, the The always great... Pete Postlewaite uh, so is is plays the great hunter in this movie. Uh, very uh, well, maybe not at the time against type because no one knew who he was. But and against type, Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, at the time, this was actually really in almost kind of in type because Vince Vaughn had a career going as like a creepy dude. Yeah, outside of Swingers. Um, yeah, like we have this and Psycho and Domestic Disturbance. Mm-hmm. Where he plays a creepy stepdad. <laughs> Yep, uh, this movie is a pretty pretty stacked cast as well. I mean, you got uh, oh god, I love Richard Schiff, Jacob. I've always liked him. I I think he's a phenomenal character actor, mm-hmm. and uh, I I love it whenever he pops up. Uh, we have Peter Stormare <laughs> Matt, <laughs> playing Peter Stormare playing the ultimate piece of garbage. Like he's like he's even worse of a human being than like than like anyone else in this movie (laughs) you know matt do you know where the jurassic park franchise went off the rails i know what you're gonna say but go on (laughs) it's when they stopped adding a fargo actor for each sequel (laughs) (laughs) you know what you might be right you you just you Uh, just might be right uh but hey uh yeah the lost world uh richard uh richard Attenborough, richard hammond yeah john hammond is back and he wants to get you know people uh site b uh one of the uh one of the the five islands so this is one where, of the great bullshit records i love it i love it they're I, just like oh yeah by the way we cloned so many dinosaurs that we, we had, didn't put in the park we had the extra island and uh they had five islands actually and i wish that they had dealt more into the other islands going forward in the sequel because you know they this is one of uh, as the the islands are called in the story uh, the five deaths and i always thought it would be cool if they had explored the other uh the other three islands uh who knows My, um... who knows what the hell what the hell is over there we got saber-toothed yeah. tigers over here it's wild check it out the moment where um they're like the guy is like, no, we can't go there. The Las Cinco Muertes. Yes. <laughs> it's fun. It's like, and some guy's like, what does that mean? It's like, guys, I think if you know three words in Spanish, you probably <laughs> know two of the words in Las Cinco Muertes. Yes. Like, come on. <laughs> well, you got to explain it for the people in the audience who aren't that smart. <laughs> it's just, it cracks me up every time I see this. I'm like, uh, oh, you guys really didn't expect much out of us. But they go to the island uh, to, you know, uh, ostensibly rescue Julianne Moore, even though she's kind of badass and really smart and doesn't need rescuing whatsoever. Yeah, that, this movie, I I love this movie. Uh, I mean, it's it's nowhere near as good as the first. I don't think, but I think. This movie, to me, its biggest problem is just that it's a bunch of great sequences not really attached to a story of any kind. <laughs> like, there's no movie. No, they're just strung together. a number of sequences that yeah. Spielberg came up with. Yeah, and, but they're good sequences. 
Yeah, they're like really good sequences. I mean, that whole there's 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 a, yeah, there's a sequence in this that takes place. You know, they're all hanging off a cliff, and Richard Schiff is trying to save them with his SUV. And yeah, that scene is great. But like, and plus in this movie, scene. yeah, in this movie you get two T Rexes. Hell yeah! I <laughs> I honestly think there's a part of me that like. The 2T Rex scene is great, but it's the part of the movie that to me feels the most sequelitis-y, where it yeah. feels like Spielberg's like, oh, we you liked two. the one T-Rex attack right in the rain? Well, now we're going to have two. And I'm like, this is this is actually not as exciting, personally. And well, It's not I as think exciting, but, to, it's, but it's mean-spirited and it's, and it's good. I think if you were to lift out the 2T-Rex attack... Because we'll get to the ending later, but Spielberg did not have the ending that is in the movie planned when he was filming this movie. <laughs> and I think you end up with almost too much T-Rex in this movie because the T-Rex is like always there. If you lift out the two T-Rex attack and you just give us a little more time in the end, I think this movie would balance a little better. This movie is so much fun, but it's it's got a structure problem because Spielberg came up with an entire 25 minute act while he was yeah. filming it uh, we didn't and even get to uh, one of my favorite characters in this movie uh, I love Ian Malcolm's daughter oh she's great I think she is cool as hell she's so funny too yes <laughs> she's, a great like, line where, she's like um, really funny Goldblum is trying to get her to stay with his friend and she's like she doesn't even have Sega she's a troglodyte <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and then he's like weird line he, he's like, like he's like cruel word cruel word choice but very good or <laughs> something to that effect I'm like yeah this is good you do sound like you would be his daughter she is the only character in the original Jurassic Park trilogy to kill a dinosaur hell yeah she kicks she that does it with gymnastics hell I yeah. know it's awesome uh, no, she's great. Love her. Uh, I like I said before. I love Pete Postle's Postle, Postle weight. Yeah, sure, whatever. I love that guy. He's uh, he's fantastic. Uh, I just I, I I like this movie. I like how it's yeah. like two sides of the coin. You have like the he the 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 great hunter is kind of like yeah he's a he's evil like kinda, but he's also just like I'm just here for the thrill. Yep. Let me get the hell out of here, <laughs> um, and we'll do, and we'll stay out of the long grass as, as long as we can. should have cast Pete Postle to wait as Craven uh, the Hunter in the Sam Raimi Spider Man's. That would have been cool. That would have been really cool. Uh, but no, I, I I dig this movie. The tall quite grass a bit. sequence rules. Fantastic. I, a, I like a total Spielberg showcase, mm-hmm. but then also a total Kaminsky showcase. Yes, I love that. I love Peter Stormare's death. I yeah. I love that. Uh, spoilers for a thirty-two-year-old uh, book, but they give him John Hammond's death from mm-hmm. from the first book, which I mean, it's it's brutal in the book, but it's like really mean here. It's it's, it's oh, you see the blood come down the stream. Yes, mm-hmm. that is some uh, gruesome stuff, and uh, and then of course, yes, we do get to that monster movie ending. Which through the streets of San Diego, which I've heard a lot of people say they hate, they don't like it. It takes idiots. them out of the movie. You know what? It's, You're wrong. It's uh, the best part of the entire franchise. It's amazing. It's except the only ex- good ex- idea except, any except, Jurassic Park sequel has had. <laughs> except when he eats the dog. I don't like. That's that. great. I love that. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like when they kill dogs. That's so anti Spielberg that I have to respect it. <laughs> 
thumbs down to that. Thumbs up to dog eating. Oh, God, it's the worst. It's the uh, anti-Independence Day where the dog just survives over and over again for no good hell reason. Hell yeah, he does. Hell yeah, he does. That's a good pup. Uh, and then, you know, the, the guy who runs InGen now, you know, gets his uh, ass handed to him by the baby Rex. That scene's so good. Which is also a scene from the original book. Uh, there is... In the original book, there's a character named Ed Regis, and he's like the PR guy for... Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. like he's doing all this shit. He gets eaten by the baby T Rex in that book. Matt, um, during the um, the California attack, have you ever paused the scene in the blockbuster to look at all the fake stand-ups and posters they've made? I haven't, but I have paused it to realize that the guy running into the window and gets yes. eaten is David Kep. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, in the blockbuster, these are the fake movies that they're currently advertising. Oh God. Robin Williams starring in Jack and the Beanstalks, where he's apparently running a child gang called the Beanstalks. <laughs> okay. King Lear starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, which you know is apparently what? an Animaniacs joke that Spielberg just ported over. It is. It is. And I remember then that. A surfing movie called Tsunami Sunrise starring Tom Hanks. And uh, they had Drew Struzan make up all three of those posters. Oh, God, that's <laughs> amazing. There. I. I don't know. That's just perfect. Matt, I don't know if you've ever done this, but listeners, I implore you, please take out your DVD or Blu-ray of Lost World Jurassic Park and go to this, go to the chunk where you can look at the abandoned posters that they didn't use. Yeah. They could not for the life of them figure out a poster for this goddamn movie. Which is crazy. (laughs) Especially because they ended up just like... It's the same exact poster as the first one. <laughs> yeah, it just says The Lost World. But they they tried fucking everything. And they're it's like nuts. progressively more and more bad and hilarious. And I just had a great time scrolling through that. I I was really glad that I was just burning my it's way wild. through the entire it's Blu-ray. It's wild that they couldn't that. figure it out. But yeah, no, that whole ending is fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's, I love... I, lo- I love Ian Malcolm's line. Oh, how are we going to... Uh, uh, Julianne Moore's like, how are we going to find him? And she's and he just goes, follow the screams. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes! I, Fun stuff. It's, He's terrific uh, in, the, in this series. I love him. It, you know what's interesting? None of the original three Jurassic Park movies ended up using the ending that they were scripted to have. Interesting. Go on. So the first movie, um, the T-Rex was not supposed to show up. Um, huh. That was an idea that Spielberg had during filming where he realized that the he, T-Rex sequence was so impactful that to never see the T-Rex again felt like a little bit of a loss. Yeah, he's a genius. Um, exactly. Originally, they were supposed to like cut the wires and trap the raptors in the bones of the T-Rex skeleton that's in the lobby. Oh, like um, you do so- in the Genesis game. Yes. Sure. That's exactly it's, how you defeat the the final boss, which is like two raptors in the Sega Genesis game. It was probably based on the, the script. Yep. Um, but it it's a you know it's a lot more. The characters have a lot more agency in it. But I think the ending that they go with goes with the themes a little better, which mm-hmm. is that you know it's nature dealing with nature. Yeah. Also it, the the. Real quick, the Genesis game is definitely based on the original script because there's an entire aviary sequence in that in that game, uh, and nice. an entire riverboat sequence 
in that video game. So yeah, no, no, it's based on the book. Thing was like the first thing they cut, and they're like, "This is gonna be too expensive." (laughs) Yeah, oh, that's that's pricey. But hey, they did it in uh, the next movie. But hey, we'll we'll get um, to it. (laughs) But yeah, so the Lost World was originally supposed to end with pterodactyls attacking the helicopter. Okay, as they were trying to leave the island. Which interesting is a good sequence sounding idea but i don't know how that's the end of your movie yeah that's like, not a finale you you know you get away and then okay we're away and then what credits just roll that yeah that i guess weird that is weird um, no <laughs> and of course <laughs> jurassic park 3 is a movie that does just kind of end unceremoniously mm-hmm. um we'll get to are, it are we ready to to move on to Joe Johnston's. Let's get to Jurassic Park three with its Monster Squad ass ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, where the military just shows up. Mummy was in my house. <laughs> they they didn't ever really have a script for this movie. <laughs> you think they they threw away the one that they were going to use like two weeks before they started shooting. So they had all the sets built for it, and they had to try and come up with a new movie based on what sets that they had built. Um. And, yeah, they never came up with an ending. Um, It's the only one with a talking raptor, though, Jacob. Which is still one of the most iconic things in the entire series. (laughs) Alan. That that is great. (laughs) Hey, Alan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, okay, so the story is this. It's years later. Uh, Alan Grant... Uh, they got him to come back. I got Sam Neill to come back. He's doing like lecturing tours. I still can't talk about the park. Uh, does anyone have any questions about about what I'm doing? Does anyone have any questions that aren't about San Diego, an event that I was not present for? Uh, I think that's a really funny line. That is a great gag. <laughs> uh, the the event that I was not there for. Uh, so he actually gets uh, hoodwinked into going to an island um, by William H Macy. And my arch nemesis. <laughs> and, never and then your, violence your ensues. Hatred of Taylor. <laughs> I don't like her face. I think her voice is annoying. I don't think she's a good actress. I could go right. on, Jacob. <laughs> All right. Um, Matt, can I tell you the secret that can transform this from a C plus movie into a B plus movie? What's that? Turning the color off on your TV and pretending like it was made in the fifties. <laughs> Oh shit! You're right. I mean, because this is like a a big, big budgeted sci-fi, you know, fifties monster movie. Joe Johnston has absolutely no ability to make a movie that doesn't feel like it was supposed to have been made in the fifties. Yes, I mean, I know, I know the the saying is cliche already, but uh, he understood the assignment, Jacob. I mean, if you've been a longtime listener, you'll know our absolute love for the Wolfman. Yes. And Which is another movie that got script changed like a week before he started. Well, the problem with that is that he, he got added a week before yes. they started. The script Ugh. stayed the same. My God. <laughs> so you have a script that's supposed to be this like psychological terror. And then Joe Johnson just being like, Wolfman. <laughs> yeah, he's like, woo, I want to make a Wolfman movie. Okay, <laughs> go for it, kid. <laughs> um, this movie, it's fun, but it's extremely slight. But yes, it, you know it sets out to do one thing, and it, it kind of does it pretty well. I think the the biggest problems with it are that the cast is too small. Yes, because there's like there's not enough people five, to die. Yeah, there's no people who die. There's like six people in the whole goddamn movie, 
it feels cheaper than the other two, despite the fact that it costs like 50 million more. And happens when you, you know, change right before you start. Yeah, sharing. part of that is they spent $20 million on that script they threw away, <laughs> which was apparently going to be about kids all crash landing there and like a bunch of like teens on Dinosaur Island. Camp Cretaceous. Um, Essentially. Matt, I got to say, the best piece of world building in the entire Jurassic Park franchise to me is that there, of course, would be shitty fly-by-night parasailing tours run out of Costa Rica. Off of the course. Coast. Of course. And I do have a question, though. So I'm watching the opening of this movie, and if you're parasailing next to Dinosaur Island, and the boat is about to crash, I've been parasailing. If the boat crashes, the worst thing that's going to happen to you is you're going to gently float down <laughs> to the boat. Why yeah. the hell would you cut your line and just fly off into Dinosaur Island? Oh, the man was a fool and a drunk, Jacob. That's why he didn't survive. <laughs> um... I like that they made Sam. You have to be dr- you have to be uh, you have to be drunk to uh, date Tia Leone, uh, but no, I do like that that they um, <laughs> that uh, Sam Neill and uh, he like really he loves her. Yeah. Um, and he's always in, and when he like the beginning of the movie, he has that look on his face. He's like ah, ah. He's got the oh, the one that got away ah. But I like that they don't like. It's not like this movie ends with like a, you know her breaking up with her seemingly very nice <laughs> State Department husband. He's a nice man, <laughs> and apparently that was gonna like that was supposed to be an explanation on how she got all the military there. Is that her <laughs> husband worked for the State Department? No, you know how I, Which, I I took it as it's Laura Dern, it's Ellie Sattler. She's just a badass, and she just made a phone call and like, oh, you sure, okay. Um. This movie, it's 92 minutes. It's a quick in and out. It was it's kind got, of disappointing in theaters, but it's fun on revisiting when you're it's, home. It's got cool dinosaurs. I love the Spinosaurus, man. Spinosaurus that's a, is cool. That's a cool, cool monster. Johnston, I don't think, fully gets how to shoot the um, animatronics so that they don't look like animatronics. Yeah, it kind of shows here. a lot of Spinosaurus attack stuff when they like he's first attacking the plane where you're just like this is a big puppet you just shoot a big puppet and you're moving the camera a lot to make us yep. not realize it yep sure are um but i the fight between the t-rex and the spinosaurus is really cool apparently one of the endings and i can't believe they didn't go with this mm-hmm. is that alan grant was going to use the resonating chamber of the raptor to like guide the other raptors into attacking the spinosaurus that would have been dope which feels like it would have meshed with some of the themes that they were trying to build with like the raptors being smarter than primates which plays a little bit into the film but not really yeah that that would have been pretty cool though yeah i like that uh, uh the, tira- the whole i like the whole pteranodon sequence that is the best part of the movie yes it is really the only part of the movie that i like really look forward to revisiting is the tyrannid it's scary it's yeah it's scary the they are so cool and frightening looking and it should have been the climax i don't know yeah that would have worked but after that there's still like 20 more minutes to go and the sequences are just not that interesting no they're not no but i don't know this is it's a decent it's fun it's fun i've come around on it recently it's uh, right. once once you told me to just watch it as like a fifties monster movie, that that kind of made it click for me. 
where I'm like, no, I can just enjoy this. This is fun. There was um, one New Year's Eve that my friends and I, we watched all three Jurassic Parks at the time Neat. in reverse chronological order. Weird. <laughs> which is really the best way to do it because your night gets better as it goes on. That's true. That's true. They just get better as they go on. It's Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like how, how I first saw uh, the Blade movies. <laughs> in reverse chronological order for some reason i uh, i ended up watching like i watched blade trinity and then a couple years later i watched blade 2 and I then can see like, why it would take you a couple of years to follow yeah. blade trinity and then a couple months ago i finally saw the first blade and i'm like oh so these movies just get better as they go along if you watch them the way i watched them cool <laughs> neat <laughs> but um yeah that was for a long time that was the jurassic park franchise that was it that was it and then uh the park is back in business baby yeah and colin trevor is here too hell yeah he is yeah we got jurassic world in uh 2015 i saw this opening night with a bunch of friends and we all had a blast uh really enjoyed it and then I have watched it many times since because I, sorry, Jacob, I love this movie. Uh, it has a dinosaur petting zoo, and that gives it ten stars right off the this, bat. Because this movie screw anything should... else, screw anything else in a functioning Jurassic Jurassic Park. You put a baby dinosaur in front of me, and you're like, you can hang out here all day and pet this thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. I can this... I can feed this thing too. Yeah, sure. It's, it's a fantastic. baby Triceratops, though. Yeah, hug it. Hug it if you want. It's cute. Okay. But no, seriously, I love this movie. Uh, it's it's fun. It's it's big, dumb fun. Uh, I I love Bryce Dallas Howard. I think She's great. I think Claire is honestly an iconic character. Uh, I, I love her. Ne- like I said uh, years ago, Jacob, never underestimate a determined woman in heels. Uh, because she will fuck up your day with the help of her friend T-Rex. <laughs> I, I always like the, good. Uh, I don't know. I'm, we're probably not the right people to have this conversation, but the heels thing I always thought was a weird conversation people were having because it's like it's not like she expected to be in the jungle. No, she exactly. didn't know there were going to be dinosaurs that day. Like exactly, and you she's know just what? For her office job, and and, like, on, and honestly, any foot covering is better than running around barefoot. Yeah, in Jurassic Park. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Where not only are there dinosaurs, but there's probably like prehistoric bugs and like yeah if you step on a compi that's no good (laughs) no you you lose a toe uh but no i love her here i think she's she's just really she's a good character and i like her arc and i i like how she like starts off cold and like becomes really nurturing by the end like i i really i like her i like her as an actress to be honest i i like bryce dallas howard Between Uh, her and Julianne Moore, the Jurassic franchise is just, like, all in on hot Hollywood redheads. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and and bless them for it. Uh, But, no, I I like this movie a lot. Uh, It's it's clear why it made so much fucking money. Uh, The the effects are really good. I I think the Indominus Rex is uh, legitimately scary. Uh, That's a a scary creation. Uh, Why you would want to do that is fucking beyond me but whatever uh i like that we get to see a functioning jurassic park i think that's really really cool uh the cast here is pretty is pretty good i like that bd wong came back as dr wu 
I I thought that was a really nice thing, and I never expected that when I when he popped up when I saw this opening night. I was like, wow, oh, they brought him back too. Uh, I like Vincent D'Onofrio playing a piece of shit. That's a lot of fun. I I like Jake Johnson playing uh, the the super fan. Uh, I like Irfan Khan. I think he is really good in this movie uh much better than he was in the amazing spider-man but that's uh his character is weird i feel like his character has a weird guy different like i feel like he's playing a completely different character every scene he's in though because like he's introduced as a really hippie rich guy and then like the next time you see him he's like angry businessman and then the next time you see him he's flying a helicopter and like that's hell yeah he is I, I don't I like have any him. idea who the hell he is. I, I like that. I like that dude. I, I, he was a good actor. Uh, passed away way too young. Yeah, he, we lost him a couple years ago, and that uh, was very oh, upsetting. really I very upsetting. No he he got a like a like a, an infection in mm. his in his like gut or something like, and he he went quick. It was uh, like two years ago. It was really really quick and really sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially since like he was just starting to like blow up here yeah like and do like hollywood movies and like actually like you just make it in america and uh it's a shame but yeah i like this movie uh and i'm sorry i think chris pratt's really good in it <laughs> i know we're not supposed to like him jacob uh <laughs> i know i know we're not supposed to like chris pratt as a human being or as an actor uh but i'm sorry i like him here and i like him in movies this and, was the movie that made me not like him in movies, though. Interesting, because I think it's this not, was like his first movie. <laughs> no, I mean, he had done Guardians. I had been a big Parks and Rec fan by this point. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The Lego Guardians movie. Out, like the year before. But, like, his character, I don't understand why they wanted an action star main character when that was never really, like, a Jurassic Park thing. Like, Sam Neill is not a cool action man he's Jeff Goldblum a, is though no he's not he's a sarcastic <laughs> math dweeb yeah he is but like Chris Pratt he's they're constantly trying to tell us he's cool he he's they're like oh he wears a cool leather jacket he used to date he went on dates with Claire and he makes sex jokes at her he rides a motorcycle he's good with guns he was in the navy and now he's a dinosaur trainer and it's like what is this man's career like he should he's have Lazoon or, like, Steve Irwin vibes. He's an animal he's, trainer. He's, he's best friends some, with a raptor. I mean, that's a great. A very but like, cute raptor. I don't get that vibe from him at any other point in the movie. Like, he doesn't seem like the kind of person who trains animals. And I get that. But when also, they, like, when they like I said at the beginning, the Navy. it's big, dumb blockbuster. Well, yeah. In this movie... It's hard for me because it does a lot of things I like, but then it makes so many stupid decisions for no reason. Like, they didn't have Jimmy to Buffett, make. Jacob. It, and that's great. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I genuinely, I do love Act One of this movie, or really, pretty much the full, whole first half of this movie is great. I would say, it's cool up until the. Um, up until the guests get safe in the park. Um, okay. I, I like this movie a lot because I love seeing the park in action. I love I love the design of the park. I think they did a great job making a Disney-fied version of Jurassic World. I would um, go there. Yeah, it's great. 
I don't understand why you would put a character in your movie who thinks Jurassic Park sucks, um, but they did with the teen who's just like bored by everything. Oh yeah, he's a fucking teen. Come on. Well, I know, but like, if of course you want he'd us be to bored by anything. The world is cool. Why would you have a character be like, oh, this sucks? Well, we have the little kid who thinks it's cool. Well, yeah, that's the the, like, the the Insidious kid, the kid from Insidious. Yeah, I, I think of him as the Iron Man three kid, but yeah. Also, <laughs> they. There's just so many, just I think, completely dropped plot lines and ideas. So like, the Judy Greer and their dad, who I can't even remember if we ever actually see his face. We do. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we he's do. there. He's um, um, God. What's what's his name? Uh, he he's been in a whole bunch of things. He was in uh, the other guy's bridesmaids. He's he's been in a bunch of stuff. But so, like, they send their kids to Jurassic World, and we're, we're, we open the movie thinking, oh, this is just a vacation for them. Halfway through the movie, it's revealed that they're getting divorced. Yeah. And there's, like... And that goes nowhere. Yeah, one line of dialogue between the kids about it, and then it never comes up again at the end yeah. of the movie. They're just like, oh, don't worry, we're still getting divorced, presumably. I have oh, no, a feeling they shot again. a lot of scenes for this movie that never made it made the cut. Or yeah, never it, even... Like, I'm sure the original cut of this was like three and a half hours. But then why not drop the divorce... Like, you're in the lawyer's office of the divorce. Why? We can cut that. Ah, you gotta have the conversation there with her yelling at Claire, like, why are you not with my kids? I sent I, them there to hang out with you. And she's like, I'm busy? Also, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know about you. I've never had a relationship with my aunt that, like, I really wanted preserved. Like... It's an ant. I don't know. <laughs> like, they're around, but... Yeah, I mean, I have one aunt that lives in Maryland now, and then I have another aunt who, if she's dead, whatever, who cares? She sucks. Like, she's an evil person. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... Again, first half of this movie I, I actually really enjoy. The Anonymous Rex escape is so stupid that I... Can't I love it, Jacob. Enjoy it. I love it. It doesn't make it's awesome. sense, though. It's awesome. Why doesn't it make how, sense? How is it awesome? The, how? So what doesn't make sense? They look in the they look in the thing and they're like, "Where's the dinosaur?" And yes. then they open the dinosaur-sized door <laughs> yes. to go in and look for the dinosaur, which we later find out they know can turn invisible. And they're like, oh, I think only I think only like two people do that. I think that was like Claire and uh, Doctor Wu. I think that was it. Well, they're the people who are in charge of the sequence. <laughs> yeah, Claire she wasn't is there like, though. Claire's there. I thought she was driving at the time. No, she's in the control room. Well, that's what I'm saying. She's like in she's, the control room, being like, the, oh, oh, she's like 15 miles away. They're still calling her and being like, hey, we can't find the Indominus Rex. And she's like, uh-oh. And is never like, oh, maybe, oh, BT Dubs, he can turn invisible. Yeah. Also, why, if you're running a zoo and you're designing a dinosaur from the ground up and your zoo is dependent on people seeing the dinosaurs, why would you, you make it invisible? an invisible dinosaur? There's a reason for that, Jacob. You see, uh, these, these dinosaurs were made by mad scientists See, and they again, don't care about these things but like the they just want things to look cool the invisibility never comes into play in a like way that matters or leads to like 
I am not a plot hole guy, Matt. You know me. I I do not give a shit about plot holes. But like, I don't give a shit about plot holes if a plot hole is there to like lead me to something cool. And like the anonymous Rex just escaping because they couldn't think of a better idea. Like, why not install a human-sized door in the anonymous Rex enclosure? So you're gonna get it out. But again, <laughs> how are you going to get it out for you when you put it in its actual a enclosure human door and a dino door <laughs> for when you put it in its actual enclosure? I, I just, it's just so, again, it's, it's awesome. That it's guy silly. gets eaten. It, it would be awesome if we saw it escape or do something cool, but it's just like, boom, boom. It's just, I don't know. People acting so stupid. It busts through the door. It's great. It eats uh, that. It eats that one maintenance dude, eh. and that's fun. Uh, it gave me the idea to cover myself in gasoline to hide from an animal. Mm. Um, yeah, and then we get uh, mayhem in the park. Uh, and the as, mayhem in the park is cool when it's in a park. Still, like the pterodactyls attacking everybody is awesome. That's awesome. I Best love scene. it. I love it because, hey, we get Jimmy Buffett uh, hiding his margaritas. <laughs> the Jimmy Buffett bit is great. That's amazing because as soon as like they show like the park at the beginning, they, they there's a quick flash of Margaritaville, the restaurant. And I remember turning to Carlo and I go, I hope Jimmy Buffett's in this. <laughs> and lo and behold, 40 minutes later, there he is. Um, but no, that part's awesome. It's just pure mayhem. And then we get like one of the most brutal deaths in the series it is so much fun jacob this People causes say, a lot of consternation i think it's fun i, I don't like know it. i don't know why these babies are up in arms about this shit like it's a monster movie there's gonna be horrible deaths i think uh, the problem is that i think because so much of the drama in this movie is unclear there's an element to it where it feels like the movie feels like this is deserved, but I don't think they actually think intended it to feel yeah, that way. Yeah, no, but like, but, but her death is badass. Yeah, like, it's great. It's, it's awesome. She gets lifted out by a by a pteranodon, flown over the water, pecked at by like three other pteranodons, and then guess what? The mosasaur comes up and eats them all. It's, it's and great. it's great. Also, from earlier... It was earlier less mean-spirited, the- too, this time watching it. Because I, I was watching it under the lens of like everybody having complained yeah. about it, and I was like... This is, I don't know, a couple of things happened to her, but it's just kind of goofy more than anything else. Real quick, from earlier in the movie, that mosasaur exhibit, amazing. It's great. Uh, yeah, we're going to feed it a great white. That is this- awesome, and I love how like the, the, the bleachers go down under the water. That is cool as shit. What this a greatly, just what an amazingly designed, park. what an amazingly designed park. I, I actually, there's a part of me that's like, why didn't they just make this movie about regular tourists? Why did they yeah, have to right? be tourists who are like connected to people? Like, I don't yeah. know. It's, I, I don't really care about any of that. I just want to see some dino mayhem. Uh, I also think it's funny the... that like the horny teen straight boy who's like f- looking at girls the entire time is like, man, can't wait to ditch Katie McGrath. And it's like, I don't know if that's what you would be doing there, 16-year-old. No idea who that is. Uh, that's the uh, babysitter. Oh, the assistant. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 the dinosaur food. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, I don't know, they, they introduced this character who's like one character trait is that he's like constantly staring at like hot women. And then his like 
they give him team. a hot assistant babysitter and he's like nah I, I can't wait to leave her <laughs> uh i like i like these two i like how i like the whole uh in that that geosphere the dome i think that that, that ball fun. i think that's really cool i would totally go on that ride i love how they depict the the, the guy who runs the geosphere ride he's just like anyone <laughs> else great. that he's just like anyone else who works at a theme park or the boardwalk or anything they hate their lives and yeah. they just want to die. Uh, yeah. we, uh, Carlo and I were walking down the boardwalk the other day uh, on our anniversary, actually. And we're looking at all the people who worked the boardwalk and we're like, wow, everyone really here really does hate them, hate their lives. My goodness. Uh, they all have that same look in their eyes. Like, is it my break yet? Do I go home yet? And this guy has that look on his face. And I love how <laughs> people start yelling at him. And he's like, I just work here, man. I, yeah. I I didn't I didn't close down the ride on purpose. Come on, yeah. Um, <laughs> that guy's good. I like him. He's popped he up in great. a few other things, and uh, he always gets a laugh out of me. I like that dude. I think it's telling though that we're all talking about again. We're talking about all the scenes that happen before it becomes just kind of like nighttime boring chases with characters Love it. we don't really care. Love about it. That. Like love it. Love it. Love. I love the whole chase with the motorcycle and the Raptors. I think that's just a bad. That's a badass image. Uh, jumping forward to uh, the the finale of this movie, we have an amazing uh, dinosaur fight. I did really is, enjoy it in theaters. I remember being I, like, "All right, this movie has finally come over from being stupid wow. to the kind of stupid that I enjoy." Watching this the other day, I came to the conclusion that. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard standing there with the flare looking into the T-Rex pen is one of my favorite shots in the entire series. I think good. that I think that's a really really cool sequence. I like the T-Rex following her. I love the T-Rex busting through the T-Rex skeleton. I think yeah, that's, that's really cool. I I love the whole fight with the Indominus there. I I love that uh the Raptors team up on the Indominus. I <laughs> Love that basically the T Rex feeds it to the Mosasaur. I think that's fucking awesome. I do uh, think it's, uh, it's the so one thing fun. I do that's like I do enjoy that's stupid. Like so much of this is stupid and I don't like it. The part that's stupid and I do like it is when they take all the Raptors to go fight the Indominus, and then they're like, "Wait a second, what's the last part of the Indominus?" And they're like, "Raptor," and then he like talks to them, and it's just like, it's "Hey, weird. you should kill humans." And yeah, the Raptors are like. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> a good idea, man. It's so stupid. <laughs> they taste better than me. All right, if you say so. Um, uh, but no, I like that stuff. It's it's cool. I like. Yeah, I like. This one thing movie I a hate lot. is that there's so there's the sequence where Chris Pratt is being attacked. I think it's by one of the pterodons or something, and um, Bryce Dallas Howard shoots and kills the dinosaur, yes. and that's cool. And then the next, like, scene is, like, Chris Pratt getting into a Jeep, and the kids are like, oh, we want to go with him, not you. And it's like, you just saw your aunt kill a dinosaur that was about to kill this guy. Why are you impressed with him? Why do you think he's cool? Because the movie is just trying so hard to make us think Chris Pratt is cool. And it's like, try less hard, and he might be. I don't know. I like him. I think he's cool. I think he should have been a It worked on me. Who happened to like have a, a janitor? Good yeah, if Chris Pratt was like Parks and Rec Chris Pratt, and he was oh just God. like a janitor who had a really good relationship with the Raptors because he would like feed them things every time he was cleaning the area. <laughs> that's a movie I'd want to watch. I'll still watch this a hundred more times. 
Yeah, I, I think. Sorry, I'm folks. I'm a huge fan. It's 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 fine. It's just I don't like it more than more of the first three, personally. I, think it, um, I also don't I like, like it, how it's shot. I like it. It looks way, like a car commercial. I like lot. it way more than the third one. Way more than the third one. I like the first half. The first half is fun, minus the Chris Pratt scenes. Yeah, I I love Jurassic World. Uh, another movie I love is Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, uh, because it has dinosaur haunted house. Jacob, and, <laughs> this movie uh, is actually directed, which is uh, a nice change of pace. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've I've liked everything I've seen from Trevor so far. So, and that is two dinosaur movies that I've seen him direct. So, <laughs> uh, that's all I've seen. And so I would consider myself a fan of him making dinosaur movies. But hey, this has Dinosaur Haunted House. It has yeah. rich people dying. And uh, I don't need much more than that. I, I like the setup for this movie. I like that. I, I like that it turns out that no matter what happened in Jurassic World, uh, that park had a finite amount of time Thank left. Thank you. I have been saying this for so long. I, was, I, like, was, I realized that when I watched it this time where I'm fucked. like, there's there's a, a volcano that's going to go off. And guess what? No matter what happened in Jurassic World, however successful they were, if any of that outbreak never happened, yeah. you, only, you only had like two more years of revenue, guys. <laughs> Unless you move your park over to Isla Sorna, uh, which is probably what their plan was also, when this <laughs> volcano I, I, went off. We'll get to the fact that I haven't seen Dominion soon enough. Did they ever talk about Sorna or what the hell happened to it? Because the Jurassic World movies just kind of ignore it, as far as I can tell. They do. Okay. Yeah. They they That's where they get a lot of the dinosaurs from... Uh, in Dominion, but hey, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but no, uh, Fallen Kingdom is—it's uh, got a great setup. Uh, I like the new cast members. I think it's really yeah, fun. they are fun. I—I uh, I don't it, understand. It has how Ted that Levine one character. It has Ted Levine. It does. <laughs> He's a scumbag in this movie, and I love him. How? How is that one new character a dinosaur veterinarian, despite the fact she's never seen a dinosaur? <laughs> She's she's just a veteran. She works with birds, my friend. How about that? I just uh, this movie also has Justice Smith, who I love. Uh, I'm a big fan of him. Uh, yeah, he's great, 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 great actor. Uh, especially in Di- Detective Pikachu, he's just terrific in that in that movie. Oh, yeah. uh, it's a shame we're not getting a sequel, but uh, fuck you, Hollywood. Uh, it's it's got Toby Jones. Um, uh, who's also who's always a, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, this movie's uh, it's uh, of course Bryce Dallas Howard, Chris Pratt come back, uh, B.D. Wong comes back. Uh, it's got James Cromwell, uh, Mister Superglue. He's lots of fun. Uh, this movie uh, has a wild cast and uh, it's it's it fun. I, 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 I like, like when Ted Levine shows up and you're like, man, I wonder if I can trust this character because <laughs> honestly, you never know. Yeah, he's never. <laughs> No, Ted Levine shows up here like this guy's gonna fucking suck. I don't know because sure you have Buffalo Bill that he that he famously played in Silence of the Lambs, but you also have him being one of the good guys in Heat. Uh, you also have him as like the buddy in Monk that he played for like ten years. So yeah. like so like he he doesn't always play a evil person. <laughs> I guess I'm just used to him being an evil person. Uh, but yeah, I like him. I like his like weird thing he does where he just like takes p- 
people's and like creatures teeth i think that's like that's like really weird don't do that yeah you're a weird guy you're you're a weird dude uh but i love the whole uh they have to rescue the the dinosaurs from the the island that's about to explode I love that entire sequence. I love the whole the the lava. I, I love all that stuff. Um, that scene is uh, I get emotional <laughs> during, during it. Uh, one of my another favorite shots in the entire series, which is also a very depressing shot. It's that uh, the brachiosaur on the dock. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's like, and and if you, uh, Carlo was telling me this the other day. Apparently, that's the that's the brachiosaur that you first see in Jurassic Park. I <laughs> in the first movie, and I'm like, that's fucking depressing. I yeah, I read that and like that's y'all, depressing. You didn't need to gild the lily. Like it could just be a sad dinosaur. I know, but it really it it adds it adds to it. It all it's also kind of sad that like the T Rex is gonna die soon. No matter what, because they only had like like a thirty five year old lifespan, and it's like, oh man. <laughs> I will say, and I think it's partially the effects work in the Jurassic World movies, which is just I feel like it sells scale a little less. I never really buy the T Rex as the T Rex from the original movie. It never feels like the same dinosaur to me. Oh, to me it does, <clears throat> without a doubt. Because it, it moves so differently, it's it's much. I mean, I think part of it is they're trying to update it for how we now know T Rexes yeah. moved, which is that much more horizontal. But it's just which is smart. And the I'm glad are that just so fast they move. That's so another quickly. thing I want to say about this series. Uh, I'm glad that they kind of keep with the times on how dinosaurs are yeah. supposed to look, mm-hmm. uh, even though they still haven't renamed the Velociraptor, which they should. Because velociraptors are the size of like chickens <laughs> in real life, uh, the the ones we see in the movies. Let's get real nerdy here. Are more like Utah raptors, mm. which are basically found in that area. They're they're much bigger. Uh, velociraptors are small. I saw a video the other day where the this paleontologist was like, if you had a baseball bat and a, and a good sized boot, you could fight off a velociraptor. <laughs> but if you come up against the ones you see in the movie, you're dead. There's there's no, there's there's no saving yourself uh, from that, uh, but no, I like like everything in that that part of the movie, uh, I, and then it slows down. Yeah, this movie didn't learn the lesson that it needed to learn from King Kong, which is you don't need to see the boat ride back. Hmm. Because it spends like thirty minutes just like getting from Volcano Island to the haunted house. Fucking. Just cut to the haunted house. We don't need to see the journey. But I do love haunted house. Haunted house. So this movie's interesting. Like, yeah, go into it, Jacob. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what happens? They, what? Why are we in a haunted house? I, fucking. I don't even know if I could tell. There's a there's a rich people dinosaur auction, which is great. Yeah. Great sequence. And we get to see them get eaten, which is even yeah. better. Yeah. Um, Jay Bayona. Um, is a he's an interesting director and um two of the movies he had done before are um the impossible which is about the family trying to survive the um tsunami and the orphanage of it i've seen parts of the impossible and uh it's brutal have you seen the orphanage um, i have not ghost movie i have not it's great i I also haven't i also haven't seen a monster calls but i hear it's pretty good but i like that they essentially gave him a Jurassic Park movie that is 100% just the impossible for the first half and then the orphanage <laughs> for the second half. <laughs> yeah. Just go wild. And 
I think he brings a lot of style to this movie. And I it looks cool. I think the sequences are better constructed in this than they are in Jurassic World. I think Jurassic World has like some great ideas, but and some great images. But I don't know if there's any like there's no T Rex attack in Jurassic World the way that yeah. you know you have the suspense that builds and falls and peaks and valleys. It's all just kind of one note. But this movie, I think, really there the dinosaur ladder helicopter sequence in the opening is already more evocative than anything. It's cool as shit. Yeah, this movie looks fantastic. I like it. It just also has a pretty stupid <laughs> script, <laughs> but it's fine. But when it's the fi- there's like 25 plot-free, dialogue-free minutes in the back half of this, and they're fantastic. And it's just like a dinosaur haunted, like trying to kill him through a haunted house. And it's apparently, cool. Bayona said that they designed the um, Indoraptor after Count Orlock from. Um, Definitely looks like it. <laughs> I, from that, Nosferatu and I, I think that's is, a fun take it's the creepiest uh, dinosaur in this series I it, it it just creeps me out I don't I don't like it Jacob don't like the Indoraptor not a big it, fan it scares I, me he's pretty cool though um, he's cool freaks me out don't like I will say it's extremely weird to me that the Jurassic World franchise ends with a dinosaur fighting a made-up dinosaur every time like it just doesn't seem like that's the appeal of the franchise to me i don't know like why do they have to have made-up dinosaurs well i mean it's better than the original plan they had with like you know military dinosaurs with lasers on their heads Uh, we can disagree there (laughs) uh um, that's a hard fucking pass uh for me Jesus. I'm sorry. They are military. Di- and, well, I guess we can talk about this later. But John Sayles. They were supposed to have lasers on their heads. They were supposed to have lasers on their heads. They were supposed to be combined with human and dog DNA to make them loyal. And they were all supposed weird. to be named after Greek gods. <laughs> and Very weird. I don't know about you. That fucking sounds cool. See, that's. No thanks. To me, that's stupid for a purpose. <laughs> eh. But um, no, I, I I like this movie a lot more than I like Jurassic World. Um, I still don't think it's necessarily good. The clone reveal kind of comes out of nowhere and is it's buck wild. Not really. Again, it's just one of those things that they throw in and it doesn't. Have I'm fine a with purpose. it. Purpose. I'm fine it's, with it. People hate it, and I'm just like, it's a movie. Just go with it, man. I mean, I don't hate it because it's introducing clones because you know this whole franchise made based on clones. But like, they're like, hey, you're a clone. And then it's not mentioned for like 25 minutes. And then you're like, well, okay, what was the point of this? <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 I like how it ends. I it's, like, I like dinosaurs getting out and just, you know, I like how the T Rex having a, a game of chicken with a lion. I think that's funny. <laughs> um, I will say, it's, I w- it's cool. I was getting mad at Claire at the end of the movie because, like, let him out. If you haven't seen doing it. Well, yeah, but, like, I'm fine with that. And they set up a nice setting where it's, like, the dinosaurs are being gassed and they're all going to die. And Claire like it. releases them into, like, a holding cell. And then the clone little girl releases them into the world because she's a clone and has sympathy for them. But, like, she's like, Claire, do it anyway. <laughs> but Claire has a control panel where she can decide which doors to open. And she hits yeah. them all. And I'm like, Claire, yeah. you don't need the T-Rex to survive. <laughs> Like, 
be strategic about which of these gates you're opening. Ah, like, screw yeah, it. Sure. Save a Triceratops. I can understand that. But like, I don't know. Maybe the T-Rex doesn't need to live in the world. Yes, it does. Yeah. But, um... It's... Honestly, wouldn't mind those dinosaurs getting out in our world. <laughs> I think it would spice things up a little. Um, but yeah, this is. It's I'd, an I'd, okay I'd movie. love to shoot. I'd love to shoot compies off my porch one day. Get out of here! <laughs> this movie Go has away. We don't the like Jurassic Park three thing, where it's like it's two sequences that I love, and then there's the rest of a movie around it. Mm-hmm. And the advantage Jurassic Park three has is that it's ninety two minutes. <laughs> true uh but yeah fallen kingdom i like it yeah i think I, th- I, I think it's fun i come down positively on it um now we get to the finale yes jurassic dominion. world dominion the gang's all here baby uh this movie uh brings back uh the original cast uh it has them interact with the new class uh it introduces uh some new characters uh it has uh the wonderfully uh, talented and beautiful uh, Dewanda Wise plays a uh, adventurer in this. She's like an adventurer pilot, and she's like really, really cool. Uh, she was in that movie from last year, The Harder They Fall, uh, the mm-hmm. Western. Uh, absolutely love her uh, in this movie. She's a lot of fun. She's kind of like an Indiana Jones uh, type character. <laughs> See, those I, are characters. I just don't. I don't get why they need to be in a Jurassic Park movie. The dinosaurs cool. are the cool part. You don't need to make the humans cool. Yeah, Just make the whatever. humans humans. Uh, it has... Uh, everyone comes back. Uh, the The villain in this is a really nice throwback to the original novel and the original book, which is uh, pretty cool. I like that they uh, made uh, the competing company to InGen, uh, Biosyn, which is run by... Everyone's favorite guy in a hat, Lewis Dodgson, uh, as the the villain in this. I thought that was a pretty cool touch. Uh, I like that. I like BD Wong comes back as the uh, the scientist, but I really like his arc. Uh, he is just a after what happened in the in like the last uh, two movies. He's like pretty much this like sad, broken man that just wants to do anything he can to like make it stop and like fix his mistakes about what he did. Um, <laughs> I really love his character arc uh, in this series. It's really smart. I love what they did. Uh, characters come back he from other It seems movies. like he loves making dinosaurs in those first two. Oh, well, he fucking hates it in this one. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, the clone girl is back, obviously, and that, that she's the key to whatever is going to happen. Uh, basically, what this movie gave me was Jeff Goldblum action star yet again. Yeah, uh, he gets to walk around with a fucking bazooka, and uh, it's awesome. Uh, so much so, so much so that like there's there's a line where like he's got this like huge machine gun in his arms, and Chris Pratt looks at him. He goes, "Okay, calm down, Rambo." And Jeff Goldblum just gives him that look like, "What? What? 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 I do?" Uh, he's really fun. Oh, I love, I love Sam Neill and Laura Dern in this movie. They are so sweet. Uh, he's cl- he's clearly still in love with her. Uh, it's 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 really nice. I love their interactions. They have a great chemistry because I mean they're friends in real life. They 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 keep in touch. It you would you get that on the screen like 
you get that. You you have some great monsters in this movie. You I'm not gonna be able to pronounce this. It is its name is Therizonosaurus. Uh you might have seen it in the trailers. It has Freddy Krueger claws. Uh, and it's really fucking cool, and it's one of the coolest additions to this series. I like that dinosaurs, even though I am mostly against it, they have dinosaurs with feathers now. <laughs> uh, which, fine. As long as you don't put them on the T-Rex, fine. It's it's great. Why you are can, you against it? <laughs> I think they look stupid. It makes <laughs> It makes dinosaurs look dumb, and I don't like it. They're supposed to be these, these giant things, not these, like, not Big Bird. I don't like it. I don't like it, Jacob. I like uh, it. I, I, I like when it's a bird. I fucking hate feather dinosaurs. Uh, but no, I, I like I like this movie a lot. Um, it's why we're doing this episode, because the movie just came out. Uh, it's made, like, $8 billion already, or something. No, it's made, like, a billion dollars already, which not shocking, uh, because anyone you talk to who isn't online uh, likes it and thinks it's fun. And uh, guess what? I'm one of the people who likes it and thinks it's fun. Uh, I'm not looking for a masterpiece six movies in, Jacob. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't really happen all that often. I mean, we can't all be Jason Lives. And uh, movies... movies Fast and really- Furious 6. You know what? You're right. Uh, <laughs> you're right. Uh, we can't all be that, but if we can try, or we can't be Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of good part sixes, Matt. <laughs> we've we've named three, Jacob. Yeah, that's pretty three. good. That's not a lot. That ain't a lot. Uh, but no, this movie's fun. Uh, I had a complete blast. I think I'm gonna go see it again. I. I I like it that much. I mean, I only saw Fallen Kingdom once in in theaters. I saw Jurassic World like three times. I'll probably see this again. Uh, My mom liked it. <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard, fantastic yet again. I love she her. Get, She's great. She, she has such great, uh, courageous mom vibes in this movie. Like she she plays like the mother figure to the clone girl, since you know the clone girl has no one. Uh, so she's basically like her surrogate mother and she's just wonderful in this movie uh, she has this like really a couple really intense sequences and yeah no Bryce Dallas Howard is the uh, clearly the MVP of this new trilogy there's there's no way you're gonna convince me otherwise Jacob I, I, yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't try it's it's really just down to her <laughs> and Chris Pratt who are in all three yeah. so yeah I'm gonna pick yeah. her I uh, really really enjoy Bryce Dallas Howard love her uh, this movie's cool and uh, I like it and I can't wait to buy it and watch all six movies in a row in one day I'll do it damn it do it in I'll reverse order <laughs> uh, maybe maybe uh, it'd just be fun <laughs> we'll see we'll see uh, but yeah, uh, Jurassic Park World. Yeah, I like this series. It's not my favorite, but it, it's here. <laughs> it's up there for me. It's one of my favorite series. I just, I, uh, I like it. It's fun. I, I don't I know how I'm a man who a is time. more positive towards munchies than any Jurassic Park sequel. <laughs> but you're weird, <laughs> weird guy. I think it's just you know it's what they're working with, and it's like Jurassic Park. They have all the elements there to make something good. And then when they don't, I'm just like, 
you could have though like when you don't have the elements there to make something good and you make something decent then i'm like hell yeah great job i love you chopping mall you did you did great well (laughs) yeah like it's chopping i I feel like so many of the jurassic park movies are like two big changes that could easily have been made at any point in the writing process away from being like oh hey this is a decent sensible follow-up but then they just don't do it and you're like well okay i guess the thing that exists is fine but like oh they do it for me man (laughs) i love these movies it's nice to see dinosaurs but it is nice to see dinosaurs and uh uh I, i like all of these movies to one degree or the other uh part three still the worst though that's 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 definitely a movie (laughs) i i feel with the um jurassic park franchise the way i feel with the terminator franchise where it's pretty much just a steady downward trend from the first one yeah i would maybe put a little i would I, i would definitely put a bump for fallen kingdom but dinosaurs it's hard to follow up spielberg you can't really do it spielberg no you can't, can't. follow up spielberg <laughs> no very rarely uh but no that's uh that's the dinosaur series yeah and uh who knows what we're gonna be talking about next not i have no idea one day we're gonna do some other dinosaur movies but not next month we will we're... tammy and the t-rex coming I... soon Slash maybe tan me and the T-Rex, depending on... <laughs> <laughs> depending on which version you're watching. Again, now, like, tan me and the T-Rex. Not to get into it, but it's like, somebody said, hey, I have an animatronic T-Rex that's going to South America in three weeks. Can you make a movie with it by that time? And that's the story behind it? That's as good as Tammy and the T-Rex? That I respect. <laughs> that's the story behind that? Yes. Jesus Christ. A guy, was like, a guy was opening a theme park in South America and he had an animatronic T-Rex that needed to be shipped down there in, I think it was either three weeks or a month. And they said, Jesus. if you can start shooting in a week, you can have this T-Rex. Oh my God. When life gives you an animatronic T-Rex. Life finds a way. Like lemon. Life finds a way. Jesus. Okay. Speaking of finding people... You can find uh, me online everywhere at the Real Matt C. It's what I do, and uh, I'm online at at Jacob underscore Denoble. That's D E N O B E L. Pretty much everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so until next time, stay spooky. Fire!